Hello, this is Nikta from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 19th of October. India crossed 75 lakh or 7.5 million COVID-19 cases today with over 55,000 new infections. 579 fresh fatalities were reported in the last 24 hours, taking the country's death toll to more than 1,14,000. The Union Health Ministry said today that the national recovery rate has improved to 88.26%, while the case fatality rate stands at 1.52%. Reiterating that people should avoid large gatherings during the festival season that is coming up, Union Health Minister Dr. Harsh Vardhan pointed to Kerala, which had controlled the spread of COVID initially, to be tagged as a model state, but then paid the price for its gross negligence during the week-long festivities to mark Onam in the end of August. During his weekly interaction on social media, Dr. Harsh Vardhan also acknowledged that community transmission is expected to occur, especially in densely populated areas, but will be limited to certain districts in a limited number of states. Amid fears of a surge in COVID-19 cases in West Bengal, the Calcutta High Court on Monday said that Durga Puja pandals will be no-entry zones for visitors. Hearing a PIL by Ajay Kumar, the High Court said that revellers would not be allowed within a 5-metre distance for small pandals and 10 metres for big pandals. The court also directed organisers to erect barricades on their entrances. Only organisers and committee members will be allowed inside the pandals. The High Court limited the number of people to 25 for big panels and 15 for smaller ones. The election battle in Bihar is picking up pace. Tejasvi Yadav, the Mahagadbandan's chief ministerial candidate, expressed his support for the Lok Jan Shakti Party president Chirag Paswan, saying that the Bihar chief minister Nitish Kumar's behaviour had been unfair towards him. Meanwhile, confident that his party will secure more seats than JDU, Chirag Paswan warned citizens that a single vote for the governing party could ruin the entire state. The Congress, meanwhile, released its campaign song Bole Bihar Badle Sarkar for the elections. The three-minute song, launched at the Bihar's party headquarters, targets the Nitish Kumar government over issues like education, unemployment, rising corruption, crime, COVID-19, violence against women and the agrarian crisis. The BJP government's ambitious Ghar Tak Fibre scheme launched by the Prime Minister Modi himself, which aims to connect all the villages in the country with high-speed internet, is off to a slow start in Bihar. Government data obtained by the Indian Express showed that Bihar is the first state that aims to connect all of its 45,945 villages by the end of March next year. To connect all the villages by the end of March next year, the state would need to dig trenches, lay cables and provide connectivity to an average of 257 villages daily or a monthly average of 7,500 villages. However, nearly a month after the scheme was inaugurated, optical fibre cable has been laid only in 4,347 villages as of October 14th or at the rate of 181 villages per day. Thanks to all the contributions that poured in for the News Laundry Sena project on Bihar Assembly elections, my colleague Basant has been out and about sending us eye-opening ground reports. Do read his latest report titled, Sushil Modi says Bihar is open defecation free. If only he looked outside his door. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Do keep an eye out for more from Bihar on News Laundry. Senior Jammu and Kashmir politician Farooq Abdullah was questioned by the Enforcement Directorate today in connection with the alleged irregularities in the Jammu and Kashmir Cricket Association. 
His party national conference linked the questioning to the recent move by Farooq Abdullah to bring together all Jammu and Kashmir political parties in a campaign for restoring the special status of Jammu and Kashmir. The ED, which investigates financial crimes, is looking into money laundering allegations connected to the Jammu and Kashmir cricket body. The CBI had, in 2018, filed a charge sheet against Abdullah, a national conference MP, and three others for the alleged misappropriation of 43.69 crore rupees between 2002 to 2011. A national conference spokesperson on Monday said, and I quote, "The letter from the ED came after the Gupkar Declaration. It is clear political vendetta after the People's Alliance was formed in Kashmir. We knew this was coming." Unquote. The party also said that BJP at the center was using agencies to fight the new political formation because it could not fight it politically. The party in the statement further added, and I quote again, "This is the price one faces when opposed to the BJP's ideology and divisive politics. Recent history is witness to how the BJP has been employing coercive and intimidation measures through various departments to target opposition leaders across the country." The recent ED summons to Farooq Abdullah is a case in point. The party also said that Abdullah maintained his innocence and would cooperate in what it called nothing but a witch hunt. After two spells of massive rainfall in Hyderabad and other parts of Telangana last week that caused at least three major lakes to overflow, resulting in heavy flooding in many parts of the city, the administration is now gearing up for more rain. The weather office has warned of heavy rainfall for the next two to three days. Several parts of the old city continue to be flooded with the police, the disaster response force and the municipality stretched thin and working round the clock. Six people including two children died in the second spell of rain on Saturday evening. More bodies were recovered from the devastation caused by the rain last Tuesday and Wednesday including a body that was recovered from inside a car that got washed away. Last week the Telangana capital witnessed one of its worst deluges for a single day in October in over 100 years with about 20 to 32 cm of rainfall being recorded in the city and surrounding areas. The assessed damage in the state is estimated to be over 6000 crore rupees. A Chinese soldier was caught by Indian forces in Ladakh after he strayed across the line of actual control. The soldier, identified as Corporal Wang Yalong, was apprehended in the Chumar Demchok area. The army in a statement said that the People's Liberation Army soldier will be returned to the Chinese army as per established protocol after following the due procedure. The statement said that the soldier had been provided medical assistance including oxygen, food and warm clothes to protect him from the vagaries of extreme altitude and harsh climatic conditions. The Indian Army said that a request had been received from the Chinese army about the whereabouts of the missing soldier. The army added that he would be returned to Chinese officials at the Chushul Moldo meeting point after the formalities were completed. The incident comes at a time when around 50,000 soldiers from each side are stationed in eastern Ladakh as a part of the military standoff that began in early May. There have been several rounds of core commander level talks and multiple rounds of diplomatic talks as well to find a resolution but the discussions have not yet been successful. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. On October 4th, Nitya, 17 years old, was found hanging at the house where she worked as a house help in North Delhi's model town. According to her family, Nitya had no reason to commit suicide. Her aunt Sheila who saw Nitya's body said it bore marks of torture and she alleged her niece had been raped and murdered. News Laundry met Nitya's aunt 2 weeks after her body had been found. 
By then, Nitya's family claims her body had been forcefully cremated at night against their wishes. The police had refused to file an FIR despite the family's pleading and instead allegedly tortured them in the local police station. Nitya's family belongs to the Prajapati caste, which is listed among the other backward classes in Delhi and Bihar, their home state. In Uttar Pradesh, however, the Prajapatis were listed as a scheduled caste last year. The family members themselves say that they are Dalit. At her home in North Delhi, Sheila sits holding a printed copy of a photograph of her niece's body hanging at her employer's house. That was an excerpt from my colleague Nidhi's latest report. To find out more about this, do read the complete story titled Dalit Girl Found Dead in Employer's Home. Delhi Police Cremate Her at Night. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Also, dear listeners, to help us continue in our endeavour to bring you stories like this from the ground, stories that need to be heard, please do support News Laundry by becoming a subscriber. We are a 100% ad-free news platform that counts on folks like you to keep us going. So go to the website and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. And now for some international updates. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases worldwide passed 40 million today. The new numbers came as fresh measures to combat the spread of the virus came into effect in several European countries. Belgium has imposed a nationwide overnight curfew from today onwards and Switzerland has made it compulsory to wear face masks in indoor public spaces. Austria is limiting gatherings to a maximum of 6 people indoors and 12 people outdoors. China, meanwhile, has become the first major economy in the world to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. According to government data, the Chinese economy grew by 4.9% between July and September this year. In other news, Thai authorities are reported to have ordered internet providers to block the Telegram messaging app, which has been used by anti-government protesters. A leaked document outlining the plans was shared on social media. The police have also threatened to shut down four news outlets for violating a decree issued last week to end the rallies. Pro-democracy activists have held months of protests calling for the resignation of the Prime Minister and curbs on the powers of the monarchy. Members of the student-led movement have gathered in defiance of an order banning protests. They want the Prime Minister, a former army chief who seized power in a 2014 coup, to resign. Their demands for reform have since grown to include questioning the role of the monarchy, an institution long seen as sacred in Thailand. Authorities have failed to curb the rallies since they issued an emergency order on Thursday, with protesters still gathering daily, largely peacefully, in Bangkok and other parts of the country. At least 80 people have been arrested since last Tuesday. Those detained risk long sentences if they are found to have breached Thailand's strict, less majest laws, which banned the criticism of the monarchy. Anyone found breaking the law could be jailed for up to 15 years. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, 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 oh,